1: This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio program. I'm going to continue with Dr. Andy Nazario. Uh, this is his third week with me. Andy enlisted in the United States Navy in 1969, served until 1973. After graduation from Texas Tech University, the Bachelor of Science degree in Education in 1977, he was commissioned in the Army Reserves, retiring at the rank of captain. He is a 30-year veteran in law enforcement, retiring from the Bernadette County Sheriff's Office in Albuquerque, New Mexico. As a lieutenant, actually, he had the rank of a captain. He is a graduate of the FBI National Academy, obtained a Master's of Arts degree in Public Affairs Administration from New Mexico, Highlands University, and a Ph.D. in business with a concentration in criminal justice from North Central University in Arizona. And he retired as an assistant professor at, of criminal justice at Eastern New Mexico University in 2017. You also, although it's not in your bio, you spent 10 years on the Lubbock Police Department in, in homicide, is that correct?
2: Right, investigations. I started off uh, the first two years patrol. And after two years, they moved me into what we call pots and pans. Okay. And, Bert, and then uh, went into doing homicides.
1: Okay. So welcome back, Andy. And I also have apostolic leader Eric Hurd. He flew in from Hawaii, and uh, he's seeing all sorts of uh, criminal activity pushed across the desk as supposedly proper, but it's, it's tyranny. They're toppling the United States of America. Uh, Eric, welcome to the Warning Radio program. Thank you, Dr. Hansen. Glad to be here. Eric is over the Sons of Issachar. So, Andy, what are you seeing now? Uh, your previous law enforcement, you still uh, understand, like I do, uh, criminal activity and what they're doing that's totally fraudulent, actually criminal. I was just with Attorney Stephen Pigeon, and we talked about the crimes they're doing in the United States. In fact, uh, last week I had on this program... Uh, Sheriff Adam Fortney, Sheriff Adam Fortney, law enforcement, Snohomish County, the county I live in. He came against Inslee, said, "I will not arrest anybody for what you're pushing. Your policies that are unconstitutional. Nobody has to wear a face mask. I'm not going to have my people who won't take your vaccination by October 18th resign." I mean, uh, let me tell you something. Sheriffs are fighting back. In fact, 35 sheriffs in the state of Washington. Are not complying anymore with Jay Inslee's unconstitutional policies for Washington State. So, uh, Andy, uh, talk to me a little bit about what you're sensing in law enforcement.
2: I call it the thin blue line. We've all heard that, but the thin blue line is getting thinner. And of course, we know uh, law enforcement in the United States had its origins from England, uh, mostly in the law enforcement is in the municipal area. Cities, local city county government Uh, It was designed that way to keep government from having a federal police force uh, To put law enforcement into the hands of the public and not the federal government I used to tell my students that this was done by design To give authority to law enforcement to the local citizens that they serve Uh, They give the power to protect us public opinion is uh, manipulated by TV shows, movies, the news. And we've seen that uh, taking place over the last oh, 10 years at least, I would say, or longer. And what they used to have shows that were pro-police. We had a number of pro-police shows like Adam-12, Dragnet, Highway Patrol, which supported the police. And officers walked beats back in, in the first days, which made them more accessible to the public and had more interaction if i could tell a quick story go ahead uh, kind of a war story back when i first started with lubbock pd now the, one of the reasons i left lubbock was because of the slow retirement system you had to be 63 years old at least and have at least 30 years of service before you could retire back then so we had a lot of uh officers who had been there since the 40s some even uh in the late thirties were still on the department. So it was slow for promotion and stuff. But I talked to one officer and in the old days, they didn't have walkie talkies, you know, the modern technologies we have today. They uh, had uh, phones on poles in different areas of the town. And he told me that they used to keep an eye on the tallest building in Lubbock. And when they saw a red light flash, and depending on how many times it would flash, depends on what beat had to call in on the on the call box and then they would get their assignment and i asked them i said well you didn't have walkies and stuff and you were by yourself walking the beat and he said yes and i said what happens if you get in like a bar fight and we've been in those uh, respond to a call where a fight in progress and there's 15 20 30 people fighting and he said the citizens used to help them back in those days the citizens were his backup and I thought, wow, that's pretty cool because uh, nowadays when you look at how citizens watch today, all they do is pull out their cell phones and, and take videos I most of the cops today. And I was a commanding over commander over the internal affairs unit, Bernal County Sheriff's department. And majority of the officers are good, hardworking officers. They're honest. They, uh, Obey the laws. They try to do what's right for the public, and we never, we didn't have very many problems. Most of our issues came with only a handful of officers where they were actually violating, and a lot of those were officers who I think uh, had issues and made it through the hiring process, but then we had to uh, try to weed them out afterwards because they they know how to work the system and get through it. Then once they get that power, they start abusing it. Then there's other officers that are out there just just for Gaining power and authority and those are the ones who are trying to get up through the ranks and in command and things like that and i work in internal affairs i did some investigations where the uh sheriff was actually receiving money from a car dealer and a deputy was repossessing the cars for him which was a big stink back in you know it's actually criminal those are the kind of issues that were going on back then and uh, I, I know a lot of the bad influence, bad ideas started coming around in the 1960s with uh, love and peace, pot smoking, free sex, free love, destroying the family values. This is what started bringing about the fall. And in New York City, 7, 1975, 1980, the police department reduced its force from 31,000 to 22,000. During that period, they saw an increase in murder and robberies and rapes. Now, I remember one time the mayor of Albuquerque he said, uh, he was bragging, he was a Democrat. He was saying, crime's down except for murder, rapes, and robberies, <laughs> which I thought was, was totally ridiculous because those are the major crimes that we deal with. This is also due to uh, the way the court systems are working and letting out repeat offenders back in those days. Then they changed back. Rudy Giuliani became mayor. He brought back uh, broken windows, uh, different kind of programs to get the police more proactive because police in general are reactive in responding to calls. You remember that, Dr. Hansen, when you were with the department and uh, with SWAT, that were mainly rea- were reactive in answering calls for service. So we fast forward to today, and what we're finding with the defund the police and the current uh, – anti-police movement, that there's been an increase in murder, rapes, and robberies, auto thefts. The UCR, which is a uniform crime report for 2020, said according to FBI figures released today, in 2020, violent crime was up 5.6% from 2019 numbers. Now, these are in New York City. In many cities, that defunded the police and downsized the police during the August 22. 22- 2020 have saw and seen an increase in crimes uh, Forbes magazine said at least 13 u.s cities have cut funding from police departments budgets or decreasing officer numbers with several more in the process amid the national reckoning over systematic racism and police brutality according to forbes tally uh, so this police brutality was brought about Remember during the uh, uh, Rodney King, I think had a good start on it. Well, we saw the riots in California with the Rodney King incident. And I'm not saying that was justifiable. Officers need to be accountable for what they do, but that's what we have internal affairs for. And if you have proper leadership in the law enforcement agencies, like uh, uh, Sheriff Fortney that you were talking to earlier on one of your shows, uh, I think he he demonstrates that when you have good poli- police leadership, then the police will officers will follow in suit. If you have bad leadership, then it'll it'll carry on down the down the ranks, and the officers will become bad.
1: But also, I think uh, that the media did not tell the truth about Rodney King. Uh, if you if you look at it, uh, you should have known. I, I investigated it too, and uh, they left off this guy's litany of, of criminal activity they left off they 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 just cherry picked their video shots uh, of his resisting arrest and everything else i mean uh, this guy was one bad boy and he was fighting
2: yes and uh a lot of these riots and protests we had with the uh, over the past over 2019 2020 were orchestrated by certain groups to help Pushed this, and the news media followed along and, and helped them along. They set up Pushed the scenario. This.
1: They set up the scenario to smear the police.
2: Correct, and a lot of this was is done because if you notice, what I keep expecting for the for them to come out is, say they want a, to federalize the police to take the control away, so that they can better keep an eye on police and, and, and control them and weed out these bad officers. But a lot of the, like you said with the Rodney King and, and some of the other ones, if you look at, and that's what the uh, homicide investigator of me comes out is I want to know all the facts before I make a decision. Oh yeah. But they're jumping, they're jumping to decisions long before they have all the facts. In fact, there's an article from communities around the world. Let's see. Where's this from? Foreignpolicy.com. And it's talking about downsized communities around the world have shifted to a lighter policing model to reduce tensions and curb violence. It says across the United States, the debates over the future of policing is gathering steam in the wake of deadly police violence in massive protests led by Black Lives Matters. And I wanna get into this, these terrorist groups in a minute, if it's okay. Matter movement and law enforcement agencies are banning so-called neck restraints as well as increasing oversight of police departments and setting up task force to propose further reforms. of. I think I'm interjecting here, this is probably citizens uh, overview oversight committees. It calls for defunding and even abolishing the police and it's gained substantial momentum. Some proposals are more radical than others, leading to worries that hasty cuts and declining police morale could yield perverse effects such as rising criminality, especially in the most vulnerable communities.
1: Well, let's let's just get, get right to the, the heart of the issue. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. It was started by Marxist And it was to elect the Democratic liberal politicians to topple the United States of America. It has nothing to do with black lives. I mean, I'm married to a black woman with a mixed son and a black daughter I adopted. It has nothing to do with black people. I've got a black person, an apostolic leader in front of me. He's one of my sons. Some of the best people in the world I work with are black people. And uh, we would protect one another. This Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization antifa is a revolutionary organization a to topple nations and uh, just like this guy that they just arrested uh, this police officer and uh, it was headline news for a long time they they used it to riot all across America uh, because they said he was he was uh, on his neck and uh, Frankly, it was a police tactic, and if he was resisting arrest. He had a long rap sheet. I mean, he was high on drugs that they should have reported, that the coroner said he could have died from the drug overdose. So I'm so tired, Annie, of the stupidity, and they're not telling the truth on a radio. I mean, uh, you know and I know that this guy could have died. He was resisting arrest. All he had to do was obey. And at uh, one time, uh, everything was real calm, and, and it looked like the media staged
2: this whole event. I think they are. And I think this stems back from from actually going all the way back to the 1960s. But in 2019, we've seen a push. And I think it's a planned collapse of this country and to move this country into a communist federal police force. So as to control the population and make them do what they want to do. That's why we're having so many mandates. Well, you're right. Restrictions.
1: You, you're right, Andy. In 1963, the Supreme Court removed uh, prayer one year and and Bible study the next. Uh, the, the schools, the public schools, used to be basically Christian schools. Our morality was taught from the Bible. We used the Bible to learn how to read. We prayed every day. We said the Pledge of Allegiance. And so since the early 1960s, they have deliberately tried to topple the United States by moving us into a communistic philosophy and morality. And so this is where we're at. And uh, the the thin veil, it's scary. They want to federalize a a police federal force that tramples on the Constitution Bill of Rights and with no guarantee. I mean, Eric, you live in Hawaii. You don't have a sheriff because there's lawlessness through your parliament, through your governor and everything else there. They don't want anybody holding them accountable. That's why you don't have a sheriff. Eric,
3: (laughs) Absolutely. It is a, a, divine, a demonic uh, move. Uh, we had a, um, a rally with the Aloha Freedom Coalition uh, so a few months ago. And so they used the uh, Stasi, uh, style, Nazi-style tactics to um, to come against the people who were um, peacefully protesting. And so we did have footage and uh, was well-documented. And so because of the well-documentation and the news tried to spin it, um, they were able to uh, back off. And so I'm working with the Aloha Freedom Coalition, um, uh, Gary, and he asked me, he says, well, should we stop? I said, no, you can't stop right now. You have to use the momentum right now. So we've been ha- having rallies ever since, and it's a good thing. Um, they've backed off, praise the Lord, And but we must push it. And so this is divide and conquer. Um, tactics that are being used against the people, push out the good officers, the thinkers, those who um, have good minds and are smart, and just bring in those who want total power and authority.
2: Andy? Yeah, I agree with him. In fact, I would go on to say that they're actually using the FBI, the IRS, Department of Justice to go after those who don't go along, uh, you know, march to their Nazi party uh, ways of doing things, that they're coming after them. They want to have a IRS, Internal Revenue Service, if you remember back in the 20s when they had uh, the moonshine uh, illegal stills. I used to tell my students this: the IRS, when they said the revenues were coming, that meant the IRS was coming, because it's interstate, international is the way they were do- going after the, the uh, moonshiners. Now today, we're looking and we're seeing them using FBI, IRS, the all these different federal organizations to go after citizens to violate their their rights of freedom of speech. Well, you know the and FBI. They're doing it. Go ahead. Uh, They're doing this along in conjunction with the terrorist organizations and they're protesting and anti-local police, anti-police, the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Anonymous. These anti-police protests, they they create chaos and destroy law enforcement's image. And they're claiming to be uh, anti-fascist, but in fact, they are fascist groups, communist groups. And if you watch, you'll see them infiltrated into the uh, different protests. I, when I was at the FBI National Academy in 2005, I was studying terrorism. And part of the reason why I was studying that is because I was on the Joint Terrorism Task Force in Albuquerque. And the group I did, a uh, we had to pick a, a terrorist group and do a study on it. And I chose a group called the Weather Underground. And the Weather Underground uh, was a spinoff of the Democrats' uh, uh Socialist Democrats Society and it is a college organization and at the end of that uh, Investigation I did on them. I said this group hasn't because this was in 2005. I said this group has not disappeared It has not gone away. All they did was move into the universities So they could corrupt the students and start changing at the at the education level. Then we see the United Nations with the agenda 21 World Health Organization with their program 13. These are all programs designed to turn it into a one-world system with a small group of people who are in control of it.
1: Well, I totally agree. The FBI, uh, and we're not talking about the entire FBI as far as the normal, uh, if we want to say, law enforcement officer, but uh, the leadership, that very top, the FBI, the CIA is corrupt. Donald Trump found that out. They should have arrested Biden, Obama, Clinton, Brennan. They should have arrested him. The evidence was there. They're corrupt. You
2: know it and I know it, Andy. Yes, and that's what I talked about in when I was talking about being in internal affairs. You have those people who are power hungry, uh, going and those are the kind of people who will do anything to get to the top. And that's what happened to the FBI. It's the I didn't like Mueller when I was at the academy. When I met him, I didn't care for him. He seemed like one of those kind of people that looked down on the street cops and uh, didn't really have a lot of respect for us, I didn't think. So I wasn't really, really fond of him when I was there. But one of the things that, you know, besides studying their tactics, we have to study where the money comes from. And you'll see uh, people like the George Soros Foundation, Open Open Society Foundation, they give thousands of dollars to black lives matter antifa and uh, anonymous and this is these are protesters around the world this is a world movement if you remember um sometime back anonymous was in paris france when they were doing the anti-police protesting and you can tell them because they wear those masks they all wear the same mask dressed in white you saw them in washington dc during those protests last in 2019 and it was all designed to bring down Trump, then to make sure that Republicans didn't have power. And they were formulating this massive overtake of this country through many different variables, being the election system, the media, protesting violence, because we know with Marxism, uh, Sal Lewinsky's, you can't let a, a uh, catastrophe or, or a uh, crisis. Crisis, exactly. Crisis. Thank you. Go to waste. Now, Andy, I'm starting Eagle
1: Saving Nations. I just want to uh, read one paragraph. It's a, it's, it's. I'll tell you what. It's going to be explosive. Expo- uh, exposing the criminal activity in this and every nation. What's going on? A to topple of America. topple of the nations. Move us into a new world order. But in it, I, I go into secret societies. I name them. I can't do it for time's sake. But these secret societies are human puppets working with the world elite, international bankers to control the human race, all led by Satan himself to turn the worship of man from God to himself. They're working to create a new world order, a one world government to control people in every nation. This is a demonic plan hell bent on destroying individual freedoms and liberties. This is a total Marxist communist system directly against Christianity and the God of the Bible. International bankers are making decisions that control the nations. Let me make this very clear. The Federal Reserve has no reserves and the central banks are actually a criminal syndicate to control mankind. Top leaders of the nations are in bed with these criminal bankers that are against the people and working to enslave their populations and murder anybody, including presidents of nations who truly threaten them. What do you think of that,
2: Andy? I think it's very true. In fact, I watched the... uh you see, Berkeley Graduate School of Journalism, Dean Orville Schell, with a conversation with George Soros, and he said he came to the United States to make money. And then I saw on another BBC interview where he said it was his job to make money. So who, he's work, who is he working for? And I think you have to go back to his uh, history, and we don't have time for that, on, on how he came about getting started. Yeah, Soros is nothing North but Germany. a
1: Jewish billionaire traitor, a communist. Exactly. Ladies exactly. and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio program. My special guest, uh, Dr. Andy Nazario, law enforcement, retired as a captain, also a professor at, East, at uh, New Mexico Highlands University. He's retired from there. Uh, you also have heard Apostle Eric Hurd, sons of Issachar, a founder and president. May God richly bless you.